Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Instant Classic Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Sub. With me today is my man, Emery Ogletree II. What up, Drake? What's up, buddy? My brother, what's good, man? Doing Excited, we're finally man. making this happen. Let's get it on. Yes, sir. All right, let's jump into it, man. Let's get into these Eastern Conference playoffs real quick. Nice. Let's talk about Brooklyn and Milwaukee. What you thinking about this series so far, man? I'll be honest with you, fam. Off first, I mean, Brooklyn, of all these experts I've been hearing, I've said it from day one. I've caught a lot of flack. Brooklyn is a lazy pick. And what I mean by they're a lazy pick is the simple fact of I'm tired of everybody stating the obvious, right? Yes, we got two former MVPs and Kyrie Irving and everything else. It's it's such a lazy pick because I, I feel it's like you're just going with the obvious because you have this offense that we've never seen before. But to get directly to the question right now, I'll be honest with you. I'm disappointed in the way uh, Milwaukee has come out. They got smacked in the first two games. I honestly thought they were going to lose to Miami again. I'm being real with you. I thought they were going to lose to Miami again, but they handled their business against Miami. That was a different Milwaukee team from what we saw last year. So to see what the way this series started off, and he's got smacked by Brooklyn those first two games, even close. I was just like, wow, were you just complacent with the fact that y'all beat Miami? And I mean, a I know there's got to be some type of pressure, some type of stigmatism to the fact that once once these teams face Brooklyn, it's already in their mind because everybody's talking about them. Yeah. Brooklyn's going to win. I mean, it's already etched probably 90% of NBA fans, what are you going to call them, across the globe that Brooklyn's going to win the title. I'm just not one of them. So what I saw from uh, Milwaukee in game three, uh, more than anything, I mean, it was, least, it was nice to see some fight. It's true. It was, it was nice to see some fight. And I'll be real with you, if they don't take game four, well, let, me, let me backtrack here. I said I said on my show that Brooklyn better make it to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals. Otherwise, I feel we're talking about one of the biggest overblow, overhyped teams in history. But I felt like it was either going to be Milwaukee or Philly that would give them the trouble. I feel that Milwaukee doesn't win game four. Philly goes, goes on to win in five and depending on the, and we'll get to, you know, the next uh, two teams in the Eastern conference, but right now with the way Milwaukee looked in game three, I liked it. I still need to see a little bit better in game four, but right now I, if I gotta be real, I still think Brooklyn is going to win this series. I agree. Uh, I like the way Milwaukee came out, but it was such a low scoring game. Absolutely. There is no way they can hold Brooklyn to that that many more times i don't i don't see them keeping the game like in the 90s like against brooklyn with all Mm -hmm. that firepower Mm -hmm. i don't see it that's why i think it's going to be brooklyn at five um i've always i've been saying all playoffs that the only two teams that i felt could beat brooklyn were milwaukee and the lakers and the lakers are gone and based off of personnel like milwaukee should have like a decent chance where they have their strength Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday, those mm-hmm. are where Brooklyn's key players are. But for Absolutely. some reason, the matchups just are not going the way we thought they were. So if, if yeah, if Milwaukee can't get it done, I don't see anybody doing it. Well, I mean, I think when we look at that, you know, Giannis isn't stepping up the way that I expected him to in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, guarding KD. No, I said, nobody's going to shut KD down. Yeah. But... I thought it would be a little bit better. I mean, we're talking about a 
just now what last year's defensive player of the year. Exactly. And although I don't feel he should have won MVP, he you still won defensive player of the year. And you are getting cooked by KD right now, which you know I wasn't one of those. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but I'd like to think when that hype of oh you know Giannis is better than KD, I never got into that. Yeah, me neither. I, I never got. I was like, y'all need to slow down. You know, I was like, yeah, don't get me wrong, Giannis is a monster, but I am not. I'm I'm just not sold that Giannis is better than KD. He's more physical. He's bigger and everything else. But KD is a Another monster that we have never seen. Never seen ever in life. <clears throat> Future Hall of Famer, without question. I'm not ready to deem him the second greatest small forward yet of all time. But I expected more from Giannis. We saw a little bit more in game three, and I agree with you. Brooklyn, I don't think he's going to shoot that bad again. But at least Milwaukee won. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least they won. Because you can't afford to lose a game like that because you can't. the opportunities you get against Brooklyn, if you don't jump on top of it, you know, then you 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 more or less have no shot. And I was with you. I had the Lakers repeating. But, you know, injuries, obviously. But I, I'm telling you, I, what I feel, and I'll state right here, it's more mental with Brooklyn. That's why I can't go with them to win the title. Mm-hmm. I feel they are mentally weak. That's why I just cannot believe they'll win the title and I believe that even outside of the Lakers, uh, as I'm with you, uh, Milwaukee, if Embiid's healthy, and we'll get into that you know, here soon, Yeah, I think the Sixers should give them a run. But I'm telling you, I, even though the Lakers aren't in it, I still feel one of those representatives from the West, when we get into it even more, could give Brooklyn some run if they get there. All right. That was a good segue. Let's, let's talk about Philadelphia and Atlanta. And Atlanta. Mr. Trey Young's coming out party this playoffs. Oh my God. I have been cooking. Man, had me. I I lost a bet. I, I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit it. You know, I, I'm gonna eat it. You know, if, if I can be on the positive side, I gotta admit man up and when I when I was wrong and I was wrong. I bet that the Knicks would beat Atlanta in the first round because I mean during the here we go again during the regular season. I love the way the Knicks look. And they know they, they swept Atlanta for a regular season. I have no reason to believe that Atlanta's going to come out and win. And uh, shout out to Jay Campbell, you know, the dude I bet against, because he, he told me even before they even played, he's like, I'm telling you, Atlanta and New York meet in the first round, Atlanta's going to beat them. And I was like, oh, it was a bet then. And I, I lost. And they, and they made it look, dare I say, fairly easy. And Trey Young, you know, I didn't think, I don't know about you, I, I never thought that Trey was going to be a flop. But he, he's done slightly better than I expected. I didn't expect him to become this big this soon, if that makes sense. I agree. Um, now, I don't want to say, like, this is where I who I think he reminds me of, but as far as, like, star level, I always had Trey Young and, like, Mike Conley. Like, fringe all-star, leader of a really good team, but, you know, not that dude. But he's showing he's that dude. Right. So Well, right, well, right now, I mean – because, you know, it's funny, it slipped my mind because, I mean, we're talking about draft day. But right now, you can almost legitimately say that that trade for Luka is almost even. And I and yeah. I guess if you want to be if you want to be honest, because Trey Young's still in the playoffs, I guess you could almost say it is even. And that's not going to Luka. I would say all three teams are very happy with who they pick. Because let's not forget, DeAndre Ayton was number one. Right. They do, yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's the same draft class. So, I mean... It, it it worked out, yeah. You know, and like I said, and 
and this isn't a like I said, I, when I look at Atlanta's roster, you know, the, to me, they're basically almost Golden State East. If that makes sense. You know, they're they're, go, they're Golden State East to me. Yeah, they just got a lot of dudes who can, who can, who can do a lot of different things. Exactly. I mean, and they, and they live and die, you know, mainly by that three. They can shoot, you know, and more power to them. You know, I, I'll tell you what, Clint Capella, man. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> did you did you hear when he talked trash about the Knicks? The Knicks, yep. And I, and I even called it out. I was like, I was like, you know the, hello. Yep, still here. Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't lose you. Um, I just didn't want to, you know, I just didn't think that he was that dude like that. You know, to, for him to sit here and talk trash. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was like, I Clint Capella. Like seriously, yeah. like you. We talk about Atlanta and Philly, but to go back to them and the Knicks, I called Atlanta and the Knicks the way it went out because I saw like um, like the last month of Knicks basketball games, they would get off to a big lead. They were squandering leads left and right. Like they may have been winning games, but they weren't playing well at all. So I felt Atlanta was coming in hot. New York was coming in down. I called the upset. Oh, well, props to you, brother, because – I mean, I know we didn't really, uh, I mean, we wrapped a little bit, but I mean, I just didn't, I honestly didn't think about it because, you know, either way, whoever, whoever, you know, won that, you no, know, well, to me, whoever's winning that, you know, won that series, which ended up being the, the, the Hawks anyway, I was like, man, you're losing the second round regardless. Yeah, yeah, and they had that, that game one fluke, which I feel, and then the real Philly showed up. I was so impressed by Ben Simmons uh, last night. Um, he was playing really well when he plays aggressive, even though he still doesn't shoot, which upsets me. Um, he has oh. to at least attempt shots. Um, Absolutely. But when he's aggressive, it changes that whole team. Absolutely. And I mean, and it also helps if he make his free throws. No, of course. <laughs> it, it would help if he, you know, made his free throws and everything else. But I mean, that's a story for another day. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, people were knocking Doc for his coaching style. And, I mean, like I said, this man has an NBA championship. And I get that there's certain ways you're supposed to, you know, adjust and everything. But I still feel Doc is one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. I, like I said, I've never once questioned Doc. The only thing I question is the health of Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I question. I, I don't question nothing else but the health of Joel Embiid. And if you can t- – if, if I knew for sure – that Joel was going to be healthy and available, then like I said, I would I would have no I would have no problem saying putting Philly into Eastern Conference Finals easy. Yeah. But you know, but if, if Joel, because I know his uh, you saw his knee, uh you were watching game yesterday, he was kind of favoring that knee a little bit. He was. And I sat there, I was looking, and I was like, you know what? And one thing I wish Doc would have done. Is like you know you got double digit lead man take him out yeah just just take him out man just just let this just go ahead and take him out and let him rest up because you know he's hurt you know it's just like when the Lakers tried to play AD and I was on my Twitter going crazy like Frank Vogel you are an idiot you know AD is hurt so I don't even think got- it was Frank Vogel with the Lakers I think that came from the top oh uh, you think it came from Genie I that came from Genie like get that man on the court. Well, I mean, and let's say it may be so, but I'm just saying, even with Philly, though, it's just like when you, in a situation like that, where, like I said, I think it's well established, Joel is the franchise. 
you know, kind of was a debate between him and Ben for a while. Yeah. I think Joel's already established like, look, I, I'm one A. You know, you you can't make free throws. You're you're you're, you're basically my pain. Yeah. To my I wouldn't even call him one A. I'm one. Exactly. I'm one. You know, so it's just like if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, you know, then let's do this. And just be and just let it be and just let it be that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, but Joel and B. I said, if you tell me that he's going to be healthy, by all means. I said, by all means, let him do his thing. I'm with it. So let's go ahead and let's switch to the West. Yep. Um, we just saw, oh, well, when we were recording this, we just finished Utah and the Clippers. I checked out um, early in the fourth. I, I went ahead and I called it um, for the Clippers. So mm-hmm. I didn't see the end or even know what the final score really was. But I just you knew ball. it was getting bad. Right. Um, which I'm proud. I'm happy that the Clippers are showing, showing some fight because it looked like they were going to get ran out the out the gym again for like the second straight series. But Ty Lu is a way better coach than I thought he was. Um, it's hard to tell how good a coach is when you got LeBron. Right. But now with him, with you know, just coaching like Kawhi and – your boy playoff P. You mean no, 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 puppet P. Puppet P. Puppet P. That's why I call him puppet P. Oh, I'm seeing some some good things out of Tyler. What do you think is going on in this series? Oh man, with the Clippers and uh, you know in in Utah, I'll be real. I'm I'm still just in awe of Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, number one, but before we get deeper in this. The the utter BS that came out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth the other day, and, and I love Donovan Mitchell. Don't get me wrong, but he is not the best player in the history of Utah. Let, let's just get that out of the way now. He's not the best player in the history of Utah Jazz. That's just that's just it's just utter nonsense. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my cool here. I can't believe he said that. So he's not. But aside from that, Utah is for real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is coming from someone who I honestly thought after that whole COVID thing went down between Mitchell and Gobert, I thought Donovan was gone. You know, but I guess they found a way to work it out. And now, you know, when I look at the, the Clippers and you were talking about Ty Lue in terms of his coaching ability, <sighs> Kawhi, and like I said, you got Paul George who, you know, sees himself as a bigger star than anything else. It's almost like he's in the same situation as Doc was the year before. I just think that he's a little bit more easy going than Doc was. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily blame Ty Lue for them being down in this series right now. No, no. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it was brought up the fact that, you know, people keep on talking about, well, Kawhi's not a leader, Kawhi's not a leader. Well, if you look at every you know, place that Kawhi's been, he's never been a leader. Yeah, that's not his game. You know, I feel that Kawhi more or less got, you know, he basically played himself in this regard. You know, he went to the Clippers. Everybody knows that, you know, he held them hostage because he threatened to go to the Lakers, you know, and he decided to bet on all people on Paul George. You know, what for whatever reason he did decide to do that, I don't know. I said, I call him Puppet P because I just feel he talks too much. He just he just talks like a puppy, just, just running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth. And he doesn't back up nothing. And right now, it's like Kawhi was probably sitting there thinking, like, Paul can be the mouthpiece. All I got to do is play. Same way I did in San Antonio when I was behind Tim and Manu and Tony. 
Same way I did in you know, Toronto when I won the title. And Kyle's more or less the mouthpiece. You know, I'm going to bring Paul George in here and let him be the mouthpiece, and I'll just play. And right now it's just backfiring on me. Yeah. I think you know, that's one of the reasons why they got Rondo, um, the, to be like the vocal leader for that team because people don't listen to Paul George and Kawhi ain't talking. Yeah, but uh, you know, speaking of Rondo, though, I think even Rondo in some ways is it, coming back to bite him. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how you you know how the people say it's like you don't know until you know. I mean, think about it. You no, know, last year Paul, you no know, Rondo was with LeBron. Mm-hmm. LeBron might be one of the if not the easiest player to ever play with in the history of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and even though you may be looking from the outside in, um, it's <laughs> that look that he gave Kawhi Leonard during the Dallas series when Kawhi shot that terrible three. That said it all for me. Yeah. It's just kind of like seriously. I think it just kind of like it just to him just made him see like how the hell do y'all do things over here? Yeah. You know, I mean, I said I think he the only reason Rondo left, I think he just cared about getting money. I don't really think honestly Rondo cares about winning. Not this year. Yeah. You know, he, he got his second ring, he good. Exactly. He got a second ring, probably going to the Hall of Fame. He you know went ahead, got his money from Atlanta, came back to the Clippers, went to a contender. But now that he's actually in it, he's probably sitting there looking like, man, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Right. And, I mean, I'll be real. I I could see the Clippers easily losing to Utah. You know, because I actually picked them to lose to Dallas. And, and big ups to the Clippers. They came back and won. I, I had them losing to Dallas and seven. But I, I went ahead and I went with Utah the series. I, I got Utah. I Utah six or seven. Yeah. I think Donovan, they, they just did a good job. You know, uh, what's their coach's name? Help me again. His name slips me right now. Quinn Snyder. Yeah, Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder did a great job this year with them. Yeah, I think he should have won Coach of the Year, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Right. Um, the other series in the West is Phoenix. And who are they playing? Denver. Denver, yeah, yeah, Joker, MVP. Um, Chris Paul has been playing masterfully. The real MVP. Chris, the most important player in basketball. How he how he got screwed from the MVP goes right behind LeBron for last year for me. See, but yeah, I don't. I don't. He should have at least been top three. I don't know how Steph Curry. I, I, exactly. I don't. It, it, it's the me, the media. You know, I'm trying to get into the same business, but I'll go ahead and say it. the media, man. That that and this is not a knock against Steph Curry, but you know what? The fact was, you were still in the playing game. How do you get an MVP vote? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, yes, you were by all the, by those accounts. Russell Westbrook should have been in the final three. Yes. I mean, the same by by that account, Russell Westbrook should have been in the final three. But Chris Paul was the real MVP this year. I Phoenix is now my pick, and I think it's more emotional for me because I said I picked the Lakers. They're out, and it's not. I'm just jumping on. But I mean, when I watched Phoenix play, I was just like, you know what? This is. Chris Paul's chance. This is probably going to be his best chance to finally at least get to the final. That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Get to the finals. And Denver, and you know, this is no knock against Djokovic. He's working what he has. Where he's missing Jamal Murray. You know, Coach Malone. He's trying to get him motivated. But the fact of the matter is, I got Phoenix going to the finals. Yeah. And they are looking well oiled. Denver, man. As I said, I mean, Phoenix is just such a well oiled machine yeah. from top to bottom. And Denver just got Jokic and everybody else. Yep. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., you know, he's 
solid. I like him. I, I love the Aaron Gordon trade, but I just like I said, without Jamal Murray, I just don't see them competing. They don't got enough dudes. Not at all. And the most impressive thing to me about Phoenix is Cameron Payne. I seen I have seen many games of his. He was a bull for a few years. And let me tell you, he was trash. Trash. Like, I'm like, don't let him shoot. And now he's in Phoenix and he's hitting all these key threes. I'm like, man, where was this two years ago, son? <laughs> I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people say. Cause you know, somebody brought that up about him uh in OKC when him and Russ used to be doing those pregame dances. Exactly. You know, and then, and like you said, you know, it's funny. I I didn't even think about it till they till they say I was like that that is him, isn't it? I was like, but this, this new Danny Green. He is the new Danny Green. Danny Green used to be LeBron's dance buddy in Cleveland, and then he got that trade to San Antonio. All of a sudden, he a starter hitting key threes. Hey, I mean, but it just goes to show you, and that's why I feel you know, Monty. I had a feeling when Monty Williams won that uh, Coach of the Year award amongst the coaches. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that was a setup for him not to win coach of the year in the league. Yeah. I really did. I, I, kind of, I mean, I know, because he deserved it. But I was just like, you know what? This just feels like a, like a buffer. You know, this just kind of feels like a, you know, like a, you know, basically like a, a pacifying mood to be like, okay, you did a great job, but you're not going to win the coach of the year in the NBA, but at least be recognized by your peers that you were the best coach, you know, in their eyes. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, no, nah, man. And some and some people try to say, well, Phoenix went undefeated in a bubble last year. I was like, I don't care. I was like, dude, you put Chris Paul on that team. They went from a bubble team to the two seed. Exactly. How can I not be Chris Paul? How can I not be Chris Paul? And I think he's getting penalized. I think Monty, we can switch over to the awards and start talking about coach of the year. Uh-huh. I think Monty is being penalized for Chris Paul. Um, they're saying like, yeah, you're a good coach and all, but you got Chris Paul. So okay, I think I mean, that's why he didn't, not, not to take didn't it, even the credit to Chris. Not to take it to the extremes, but kind of like with Phil and Mike, huh? Exactly. Not saying they're the same, but just in that regard. I, yep. yeah, okay, like, you're you. a great coach, but you got Michael Jordan, so we can't give this to you every year. Right, exactly. And, and, and like I said again, I mean, it, it's just unfair. That's what, And that's why I just feel that if Phoenix ever had the best opportunity, and Chris Paul, you know, I said, this is the best opportunity. This is better even than Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to finally get a shot, to go to the finals, and, and like I said, even if Brooklyn did go, I had them win it. But Monty Williams should have been should have won coach of the year. I mean, and that's not a knock against, you no know, Snyder for winning it. I mean, hell, you – if Snyder didn't win it. Tibbs I mean, no, no, not, not Snyder. Help me. Yeah, Tibbs. That's not, not for uh, Thibodeau winning it. You know, and, and I feel like, again, if it wasn't New York, Thibodeau would have won it. Mm-hmm. If it had been any other team Thibodeau coached, it, he wouldn't have won it. I agree. But but at the same time, because it was the Knicks and who the Knicks are in, in regards to the history of the NBA, and still, for what the Knicks have gone through, I mean, hey, I, I, I can see it, but I still would have wanted Monty to get it. Yeah, you know, because I, I just feel like again, it's like yeah, you turned them around, but again, they went from the bubble to the two seat. You went from not in the playoffs to the you know the four or five seat. Yeah, I I had I, Quinn Snyder winning it all, um, winning the coach of the year just because the way they lost in the bubble last year. Don't forget they coughed up a three one lead too. Um, 
and then the whole Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, I thought they were headed for a divorce, the way that he kept that team together and they actually improved over, mm-hmm. you know, from last year. I thought he was going to win coach of the year, but I, I had no problem between him or Monty. I felt like those were the best two coaches in the NBA. Oh, yeah, hand, hand, hand down. I, could, I could go with either one of those. I would have had no problem. I think I would have, you know, maybe probably would have put Doc, Doc at a third. You know, Doc, I would have probably put Doc like a third somewhere somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, but like I said, Thibodeau, like I said, it, it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert, like I said, while we're on this transferring over, while we're still talking about these coaches and this series, Rudy Gobert win his third defense player of the year, man. Is it safe to say now that Rudy Gobert is a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he a lot. He gonna, he gonna walk in. Okay, so if he's gonna walk in, are you telling me that Rudy Gobert belongs in the same conversations with Dikembe and uh, Ben Wallace? The numbers bear it out, man. He he changes the game. I mean, think about the think about the NBA right now. How many big men who can't shoot stay on the floor? That that's that's a fair point. Like, in in the league where if you a big man and you can't score or at least, like, shoot to stretch out the D. Right. And you're you to be playing meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter. Right. Because, I mean, I, I look at it this way. Dikembe is Dikembe. Yeah. You know, he's not necessarily a top 10 center all time, but he's an all-time great center. Yeah. I wouldn't take Gobert over Dikembe. I'm not taking Gobert over Ben Wallace, personally. Myself, I'm not. I think, I think Wallace. I would take Gobert over Ben Wallace. I'm taking. I'm taking Ben. I think Ben. Ben was more effective. And plus, like I said, I think for the most part, Ben and Ben guarded Shaq. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Gobert could have handled Shaq. That's me. Now I would put Gobert in the same conversation with Dwight Howard. Oh, and Dwight Howard gonna walk in too. Yeah, and I'm, and, I'm, and if anything, the the ring solidified that for him. I don't even think the ring mattered because he was just a bit player on that team. His work oh, in Orlando. He was more than a bit. They, he, he, he wasn't, obviously he wasn't LeBron AD, but Dwight for me did enough to resurrect his career. That was like, okay, you, you were definitely a contributing factor. I mean, to them he, they, he went, yeah, he won that ring and yeah. now he's like Embiid's backup. That he, His career at this point, he's just, you know, he's playing. But, but, my, but my point is, we saw what Dwight was in Orlando. Mm-hmm. If, if Dwight didn't get caught up in his own height, oh, yeah, I think did. we could have been talking about Dwight as a top 10 center all time. All time. I agree. I think we could have. We never said that about Rudy Gobert. No, we, we, we never. never will. And I say, you never, and you never will. And that's why I was just like, okay, you won your third defensive player of the year. And that's impressive. I mean, it's not to me, not. That's historical. And I'm just, but I just keep sitting there thinking, like, you know what? He almost took he I'll just go ahead and say it. He's above Trace McGrady in terms of those who belong in the Hall of Fame. I don't believe Trace McGrady should be in the Hall of Fame. But I can live with Gobert going in and being the three-time defensive player of the year over Tracy McGrady, who again I just consider an error player. See, I will take Tracy McGrady in the Hall of Fame, but really? Paul Pierce walking in uh, on his on his first try. <laughs> <laughs> like when I saw the list of people, I'm like, Paul Pierce? It's going to see way of how many years to get in, and we just letting Paul Pierce in here? Well, he, he did win a ring. He won a ring, man. 
He he and he and he is an all time. He may not be in the in the upper echelon of the, of the cell, but he's an all time great Celtic too. Like man, when I saw Paul Pierce, I'm like, they just let anybody up in here now, huh? But see, but see, for me, that was Tracy McGrady. And I said, that's not not, but that's not not, and that was a knock against Tracy. And I said, and I'm, and, I'm, and I said, that's what I say about Gobert because you're in such rarefied air now because you have three defensive player of the years. And let's say he comes back and wins four, then I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, you're in. No, no doubt, you're in. You know, you're not a Ben Wallace type because Ben Wallace took his team to the the finals and like what five straight Eastern Conference finals. Mm-hmm. No, now Gobert hasn't done that yet. And to be and to be real, if you compare this Utah team to that Detroit team, Utah talent wise is better, much better. Yeah, talent wise, they are better than Detroit. Detroit was just well coached, and they just knew they're who they were. Mm-hmm. That's why I would take them over Utah in a series. Like you know, Detroit, that Detroit team of that era was a definite, you know testament they weren't the bad boys but you know what they weren't a bad backup to the bad boys no they weren't yeah but rudy, but rudy went in three i was like okay i guess you know we got we got throw rudy in now yeah and uh i said what's the what's our next award are we gonna uh, jump to what MVP? Uh, we can, we can, oh yeah we can do six man we'll do mvp last so let's talk about uh jordan clarkson and I felt he was the only real choice him or derrick rose to me were the only two and derrick rose should have got it Oh, I mean, you know, like I said again, I mean, no knock against Jordan Clarkson. I mean, again, his team was the number one seed in the playoffs, so I guess you get – but, man, I'm so happy for D. Rose. I mean, just watching him in his playoffs against Atlanta, mm-hmm. if D. Rose wasn't – Thibodeau dropped the ball. And I don't know if it was <laughs> – I don't know if it was – not to bring up any bad memories for you, I don't know if it was a guilty conscience because of what happened in Chicago. I'm like, why the hell did you start D. Rose to begin with? <laughs> I'm like, you You throw D-Rose in, I mean, now, but he should have started that entire series. But, I mean, we, we remember what happened last time, you know, Thibodeau's behind the wheel, and, and you had a prime D-Rose. Oh, yeah. I mean, he – now, MVP Rose was a monster, but I think the Rose we're seeing now is a better player, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, he, he, admitted, he admitted that himself. I agree. Like he understands the game more. He knows how to pace himself. Before he was just, it was all athleticism all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a ball player, and that's what I, I, a lot of young cats need to understand. You know, I mean, even my well, I remember when you know you remember when I was coming up. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was athletic, but the one thing that I always kept in mind was the fact that you know I know not gonna be like this forever. You yeah. better know how to play. Exactly. You know, you know, I said, like, too many of these young cats today, you know, we didn't want to keep jumping already. I was like, but dude, one day you're not going to jump the way you used to. You know, you know, stuff stuff goes away. And when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, but Jordan Clarkson, when it, I get it, but I mean, but D Rose, man, it just, like I said, he's on that short list for me of guys that I just want to see them on contenders and just get a shot. Yeah, he deserves a ring. No matter yeah. where D Rose goes, that's my guy. Now, so I'm, I'm just ha- I'm just happy to see him thriving again. Man. He he deserved it. You know he he deserves what he got. Yeah. So let's let's go to MVP. What you think about the Joker getting the award? I told like I said, man. I, I just I, Joker's a monster, and I think we're gonna one day eventually have to really look. And if the Joker never wins, 
he'll never be a top 10 center. But if the Joker wins a ring, then we, we may have to throw Joker in the 10. Because you know how I feel about Bill Walton. But mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to hate him. I, mean, I, I, I feel the way I do about Bill Walton. But the fact is, he is who he is and he was what he was when he played. But if the Joker wins one, we, I think that I can finally, without being biased, say, you know what, Walton can drop down and we can put Joker right there as a top 10 center all time. But I'm sorry, he he just did not get the MVP, MVP vote for me. It should have been Chris Paul. It should have been Chris Paul. Chris Paul, in my mind, should have won. But when they dropped, like, the top three between, like, uh, like Jokic, Embiid, and Steph Curry – it was clear cut. Like Embiid <clears throat> missed way too many games um, mm-hmm. to be in the MVP, and Steph played on a playing team. Exactly, but I, but I bet you this had had Steph won, he would have won MVP. You think so? Oh yeah, I, they they wanted to give Steph that MVP. They tried hard. They they wanted to give him that MVP so hard, and I just sat there and I mean, and I like watching Steph. Steph Steph Curry, I will never not. That's why when I look at Kevin Durant, like, yeah, you got two rings right now, but, you know, I'm looking more at Steph Curry than I'm even looking at you. And I don't care if you did win two two finals MVPs. That was Steph's team. So when I look at Steph, it's just like, you know what? If Steph wins this series, if Steph gets in the playoffs, he'll get MVP. You know and I mean? And Steph, you know, as it, once again, when it's all said and done, when it comes to the point guard, we're going to have to look at it, just like with the Joker. We're going to have to re-look at the list, man. And we have to honestly admit, no, is Steph in the top five of all-time PGs? I, I almost think you have to, if you depending on how you ranking your PGs. I would say, actually, uh, I was asked that question either yesterday or the day before, and I put Steph at number five because he's revolutionized this era of basketball. He changed the complete game. Um, I think I had Magic at number one, Big mm-hmm. O. At number two, it's going to <laughs> number two. Go ahead. Uh, my number three is going to surprise you, Isaiah Thomas, because you know. I mean, that surprise me. I'm just, I, I don't know why you didn't number two though. Nah, he ain't going to number two. Um, number four, I had it Chris Paul, and then five, Steph. I like your list. I mean, I, I do. I, li- I like your list. I'm trying to remember because Stephen A had a list and I, I, saw, I, wasn't yeah, actually... I saw his list and he had like the little asterisk if Chris Paul wins a title. And I'm like, right. man, balderdash. <laughs> I mean, but see, but here's the thing though. I can't put Chris Paul above John Stockton. Oh, I can't. I can't. Easy. Because I, 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 and I know you, we talked about this briefly about your boy Stephen A saying uh, Donovan was the, the best player. I eliminate that 90s jazz team based off of Carl Malone. I will never say a good thing about Carl Malone or anything Carl Malone has ever done. Like, he's a terrible person. <laughs> like, I am perfectly okay with his legacy being erased. You were biased. You can't be biased about these things. You gotta be, you gotta be, you, you gotta be, you gotta be complacent. You gotta be neutral. It can't be personal. No, man. It can't be personal. Like, if Stockton catching these strays based off his association with Carl Malone, then so be it. <laughs> You're silly, man. I mean, but no, but seriously, Chris Paul should have won MVP. And I think when all, like I said, when I look at Steph Curry, man, I, I know that's where the game is, but it's just, 
hell, being an old soul and basketball being a part of my life now for what will be 36 years. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I look at a point, I just think about the way I feel what the point guard is. And I'm not saying Steph can't do it. He's just a new breed. This is like somebody who knocked me with Steph, not uh, with Steph being better than AI. And people got you know, people got mad at me for that. I was like, yeah, I'll take Steph over AI. Yeah, we'll I, like, I was like, personally, I'll take Russ over AI, you know. But no, I said, but you know, back to the MVP, I mean, this was P Chris Paul's MVP to win. Yeah, I don't think he nobody. He, I mean, I think he cares a little bit at this point in his career. I think he's just like, look, man, I'm okay if I don't even win one. At this point, I just want the ring. Yeah, I just want the ring. Joker got it. I'm not knocking it. You know, I think it's one of those things where I'm almost just ready for them to go ahead, get Denver out the way. Hopefully a healthy, stronger Jamal Murray comes back next year, and then let's revisit it. Yep. Because if you would have told me that they were playing Denver with an MVP joker and a healthy Jamal Murray, ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely letting that series go seven. Yeah. I'm definitely letting that series go seven. And, I mean, it, like I said, maybe it would have been this – Again, just wanted Chris Paul to succeed, but it would have been a it would have been a, a narrow narrow finish above Denver. I think Jamal Murray, he's another one who's on his way, just like Donovan Mitchell. Yep. You no, know I mean they, they had that that epic battle last year in the bubble. Yeah, and I mean in Denver, I said Denver got the pieces. They, I mean, they honestly do. I mean, undercover Denver has the pieces. I like the Michael Porter pickup. Like I said, Joker is Joker. Jamal comes back healthy. I mean, man, they, they got the pieces there. Yeah. To, to like, you know, I, I won't be surprised if again, like, so we see Joker in the uh, MVP run again next year. Yeah. I mean, because he's been playing this way for a while now. It's just the fact that we are all just kind of taking notice. He, he's, he's all, I mean, and, and this might be, you know, sacrilegious for me to say, but just base it off. Just, just take this, you know, <laughs> in stride. I'm not saying he is him, but what I feel we're seeing from Joker is basically almost this generation's Elijah one. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not saying he's Elijah one I, by no means, but I just feel the way he plays in the post and the footwork game, he's basically like Elijah one. Yeah, right, I see it. All right, so last one briefly. Who's your rookie of the year? Oh, you gotta give it the ball, hands down. You know, I mean, it, even even with you no know, injury aside, man, you gotta give it to him. That that kid came into the league, and I, I mean, I had him pick regardlessly because I watched his videos of him overseas. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he just looked pro ready. Yeah. <laughs> and to see what he did all the way up to his injury, I mean, it wasn't even close when he was when he was healthy. Yeah. No, no, near close. I think Ant-Man made a, a late push, but his his um beginning was slow and LaMelo came out ready to go from day one. So I, oh, yeah, I agree. He's he's clearly the better brother. I mean, and let's be real, LeVar Ball even said that. Yeah. You know, I mean, not that I'm taking quotes or you know anything from LeVar Ball. God forbid, you know, the trade that I become like a LeVar Ball. Like I believe in my son. I ain't going that, I ain't going that deep. Hey. He got all three of them signed to a pro contract at one point. Right. And more, and more oh, power yeah. to him, man. But I, I just don't need that. I, I'm just not. I don't need to go to those, you know, those lanes. I ain't trying to do all that. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna let my boy play. And you put the mic in front of me. I'm just gonna be like, look, I know my son can go. Yeah. 
that's on my lead. <laughs> my boy can go. He's going to be ready to go. Let's go. You know, and that's, that's where I believe. I was like, hey, my son can play. He's ready for the NBA. Let's get it in. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll all watch together. But, uh, I mean, I mean, but there, there was no question. He, he was so far and ahead, rookie of the year, it wasn't even funny. Yeah. I said the only, the only reason that uh, I feel he didn't go number one is, again, because the t- it was the team. It was all fit, yep. Yeah, listen, that, that's all it was. And in and, and, and retrospect, you know, because <laughs> well, I'll put it to you this way. Golden State, I'm wondering if they're kicking themselves because I still didn't think it would be a good pick, but that was before, you know, Thompson got hurt. Mm-hmm. But looking at the way the kid plays, you can't bring him off the bench. No, you can't. You can't bring him off the bench. And with him being so ball, I think he's so ball heavy dominant. Like I said, I, I, it would have been interesting to see him playing with Steph Curry. But I think they could have made it work. Yeah, they could just move stuff more off the ball. It, would have, it probably would have been scary, man. <laughs> which goes on, which almost goes back to my, uh, you know, whole point guard thing about Steph Curry. But I guess you could have kept Steph at the the one anyway. You could have moved Thompson to the three mm-hmm. and played Lamelo at the two. Oh, oh, that would have been, oh, that would have been scary. But no, he's the first time a team whiffed on the number two pick. Let's not forget uh, dark the the Darko Milicic over Carmelo. Hey, Greg Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. Yeah, it ain't the first time a team made that mistake. Yeah, but but like I said, I mean, but I just think this time it wasn't because of again, just like I think it was just more circumstantial. Like I said, I mean, because he he couldn't have gone to Minnesota because like I said Carl Anthony Towns is still the franchise player there, yep. and what's his name? Um, that's there now that runs the point. What's his name? Help me. Um, oh, D-Lo, God. D-Lo. Yeah, the snitch, the snitch from uh, the Lakers when he played with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, oh. but, I mean, and I mean, he's boys with Cat. Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't bring him in because that means you basically sideline his boy, and that would have made Cat mad and everything else. <laughs> and I want to knock Cat too much because, you know, he – I mean, that brother had a rough year, man. And then shout out to Cat. You know, condolences again to him, you know, him and his family. Yeah. You know, sad to hear about it, you know, with his mom and everything. But, um, but no, nah, I mean, like I said, that's why when I looked at that, I was like, well, you're not going to go there because you're going to put his boy on the bench, you know, and that's going to probably ruffle the feathers of Carl Anthony Towns. And like I said, you can't really go to Golden State because even though, again, I mean, you, I mean, in retrospect, I think you could have made it work, but I still think it's, you know, kind of weird. Yeah. You know, because you still have a championship nucleus there with, Green, Thompson, and Curry. Yeah. And plus, like I said, I, I, if, if, uh, who did, uh, what was their name? What's his name? They haven't taken out of Memphis. Uh, Wiseman. Wiseman. Yeah. Wiseman. You know, I said, I, I thought that was a good pick. I was just, yeah. Wiseman, I said, he just needs to mature up. It's like, it, kid, it was you know, the he, safe pick. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, he, he was the right pick. He just needs to you know smarten up up here. But I mean, LaMelo having his own franchise and Charlotte of all places. And again, playing, you know, basically playing for Jordan. You know, Jordan just needs to get some help on learning how to uh, run a team. Yeah. You know, but aside from that, I mean, like I said, about my Lamelo's Lamel hands down. Give him rookie of the year. They make it cold, I'll be upset. But, I mean, they'll only do that because of the fact he got hurt. So, they're just trying to be fair. You know, everything's about being fair these days. Yeah. But, all right. Let's go ahead and, and wrap this up. like to thank you once again for, for doing this. We'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. 
Uh, so this is just the pilot, man. So we just we just getting started. Uh, so we got more, a lot more topics to talk about. <laughs>